Sacred Pause with Jessica Winderl. Hey, yogis, welcome to the One Sacred Pause podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Winderl, and I'm so happy that you're tuning in and joining me this week. So I'd like to just give a shout out to the Atman Yoga School. Uh, This is my main business and running teacher trainings and working to mentor and support other yoga teachers. And as everybody knows, this year has been really tough for small businesses and especially within the yoga and wellness industries. So um, having the continued support for my business has just been amazing and awesome. And I'm so happy to continue to be able to offer teacher training to anybody who's interested in diving deeper in their practice. And we have registration open for our next round of 340-hour advanced vinyasa yoga teacher training. And this program is really unique, and and it's the, the compilation of all of my favorite practices, and it's really a journey from the most outer realms of our being into the more subtle and refined areas of our essence. So module one is coming up pretty soon in May. It's a 10-day intensive program, and you can register for just a single module, or you can do the full program, which is one year long, in order to get the entire full certification. But coming up in May, it is all about teaching. So it's teaching skills, learning advanced skills to interweave into your existing skills related to vinyasa yoga. And uh, we take a deep dive into everything from sequencing, cueing, themes, uh, hands-on assist. Hopefully we'll be able to do that. Um, And also really spending a lot of time talking about the art and language of teaching yoga. So how can we use one of our most powerful tools, which is our voice, in order to inspire and support our students? So if you're interested or would like more information, please send me an email at hello at atmanyogaschool.com. All right, and as we get ready for this week's episode, I just want to say this is such a fascinating topic of human design, and my guest is just a beautiful soul in and out, uh, Tuna Holva. She is uh, really specializing in this area, which is very new to Norway. So I hope you enjoy. Here we go. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the One Sacred Pause podcast. I'm your host, Jessica, and today's episode is going to be very interesting, and I'm so excited. Um, We're going to be talking all about human design, about how we can use this kind of newer type of technology, and um, I don't know very much about it, so I'm really excited to welcome Tunahav. Oh, I've never said your last name. I apologize. How do you say your last name? Hove. Hove. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Uh, but welcome. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Can you maybe just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Thank you. My name is Tune and uh, I am from Norway and uh, I work as a human design guide and uh, reader. And um, I haven't been uh, a human design guide forever. I have worked with uh, different 
kinds of uh, things. I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years. And um, the first 13 years, I worked as a therapist, as a napropath. So it's like in the chiropractor, uh, physical therapist uh, field. And um, alongside with that, I also um, became a yoga teacher and I I uh, taught yoga and meditation and I also took uh, your training in yes. um, <laughs> restorative and yoga nidra which I loved a lot and I've used it so much so oh, I'm glad I, to hear uh, yeah that. that's yeah. that's so uh, yeah oh, oh my god yoga nidra is my absolutely favorite so <laughs> so I'm using it so much both for myself and for my my clients and everything so yeah and um and I've also started uh, different businesses these years and um and uh, yeah done a lot of stuff <laughs> actually so but um eventually I I worked too much and uh, I had three kids during these years and uh, you know three small kids and uh, I don't know four different businesses and uh, it was just crazy so you know I I hit the wall like so many <laughs> yes and um, yeah I got totally burned out first one time and then I crawled myself back up again and then I hit the wall again and um, five years ago, I started to really slow down. And um, uh, about four years ago, I quit everything with my business. And uh, then I discovered human design. So I slowed down before I discovered human design, actually. But mm -hmm. um, during that time, I... I um, I discovered human design and I discovered that I was uh, that I am a projector, hmm. and uh, everything just fell into place. And I, it was like my soul and my whole being just yelled, "Yes!" Hmm. And I just felt so seen and so recognized, and I just understood why why I burned out because I used my energy in a way that was not aligned with the way I work or the way I am or who I am or what I'm supposed to do. So I tried so many years to be something that I'm not and to really prove my worth and prove myself and try to prove for everyone that I look at me look at all the things I can do and yeah I have three kids and I can do all this stuff too and oh, I'm just getting exhausted thinking about it <laughs> so so uh, but you know when you're young and you feel that you have a capacity yeah you know the sky is the limit um, and I had no awareness of my boundaries at all mm -hmm. so um, even though I had all these tools I had the yoga practice and the meditation and I was like it, my whole body screamed I had back pain and I had uh, infections in my skin and I had infections <laughs> other places and I I just um um 
I seeked help and they said, I think you are stressed. You have really, you have many, many signs that you're stressed. Um, and I was like, no, I'm not stressed. I have, I meditate every day. I have all these tools, you know, and I, I'm not stressed. <laughs> and I just had too many hats on my head and too many balls in the air. So of course I was stressed. I, I did too much. So, yeah. So that's, that's my journey. And then I, w- when I found human design, I was just so, uh, yeah, it resonated so much with me. And um, uh, I thought that this was something I wanted to dive into for my own. Hmm. And uh, I discovered that I learned so much about myself and then I learned so much about my family, my kids and how different we all are and how we, how different we, I have to approach my children because I have three children and they are so different. They have totally different energy types and they are, have totally different profiles and yeah. So it's been such a value for me. And then I started talking to other persons, uh, people about it and they started to uh, ask me questions and wanted to learn more. And yeah. And then I, I found out I wanted, I wanted to educate, take an education in human design. And uh, I, I did that. And then I started my business um, for, yeah, soon, soon a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I started my human design business for, for real. So yeah, it's been, it's been a ride. <laughs> That's so awesome. And you touched on so many amazing points that I'd like to highlight because, you know, the first one is of course, you know, I can <laughs> very much resonate with what you said about doing too much and having too many things going on. And, and I, of course, am the same. I'm a projector also. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know very much about human design, which is why I'm excited to get into it more with you, but as soon as I started learning just a little bit about what a projector is and what type of energy they have, I was like, Oh, that's so me. Yeah. (laughs) That was just like the initial thought I had. And um, so that's one part of it. That's just like, it's just another tool. And I think that's something you touched on. That's also very important to highlight. And, and I've talked about it many times on my podcast with people who have different kind of specialties, I would say within the wellness community and wellness industry. And you know, a lot of us have dedicated our lives to this, this practice of self-inquiry, this broader experience of who, who am I, why am I here, what's the work I'm here to do. And so a lot of us have, I would say, a fairly um, sophisticated understanding of a lot of these things, yoga, meditation, Ayurveda. Um, and then sometimes though we realize that even with all of these tools that we already have, all of this knowledge that we already have, sometimes it's not enough. Mm. And we reach these points in our lives, these natural evolutionary turning points where we find like, Hey, what I know and what I, what I've used to this point is actually no longer working. Like maybe Mm. we've outgrown it to some degree, or maybe, um, the information that we, we know is not appropriate for whatever specific circumstance we're dealing with in that moment or period in our life. And I think that's such an important thing because I know many people actually, and I'm sure you do too, within the wellness community who have stopped growing, who have stopped expanding their knowledge base. And I know when I talk to these people or I, 
I interact with these people, it's a big difference. Like there's a stagnancy there. There's this kind of, um, I would use the word almost melancholy of like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I, I teach yoga. Oh, well, I'm, I'm practicing meditation. Why is my life not different? Mm-hmm. And I think the takeaway for this is the humility mm-hmm. to be like, to ask and be like, hey, I don't have the answers. I don't know what's happening. I need help. And for me, at least when I try to stay in that space of humility, that's when then all of a sudden I can get inspired because it's like, I found something I didn't know. And oftentimes it's something really cool, like human design, where it's just one more piece of the puzzle that kind of solidifies who we are beyond just our, our physical body. Mm. Um, because the energetic realm is so complex and so intricate. And when we start to really dive into um, peeling back some of these layers or unraveling some of these layers, then for me personally, I start to feel this sense of softening where I'm like, oh, that's why I react this way in certain situations. Oh, that's why this is my natural inclination. And for me, that's actually very comforting because I'm like, oh, there's like kind of an answer there. We're not just like left out to hang like, well, I don't know why I act this way. I don't know why I feel this way. It's like, oh, actually there's an answer. Yeah, (laughs) but I wouldn't have found some of these answers if I wasn't willing to, to grow and continue Mm. learning and to stay open to the possibility that, oh, I might not know everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think you have such an important point there. And I think that, you know, never settle. I, I think that's an important message because we, we should never settle. We should never settle with, uh, the way we we uh, approach things or the way we live our lives if if there is something that is not feeling okay so so always reaching for new information or new inspiration or um reaching for something that can help you or uh, I remember when I was really at my lowest point and really burnt out and I was like I've used so much of me and so much of my energy on something that I don't, I didn't get uh, out of it what I really hoped for. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, yeah, I I don't know if I, yeah, I guess I was, I was kind of depressed for some time and, um, and I, and I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to be here. This is not me. Mm. Uh, how can I use me and my skills and my traits and uh, whatever I'm here to do to do something else, to do something in a new way? And how can I how can how can I do that? So, so I think that it's so important to always be curious of new things and um, and new new learnings and new tools because there is not one tool that will be you know the magic tool for everyone mm. so there but there are so many tools and 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 yeah human design is just another tool so and i combine many of these tools in my daily life i still use my yoga and my meditation practice, practice and um, and I ha- get so much much value from from that. Um, but I needed to evolve. I needed to mm-hmm. grow. I needed to do something something in a new way. And um, 
and um, then human design suddenly came into my life. So I'm, <laughs> I'm really happy it did. Mm. What can you please describe or, or tell us about human design? Like, what is it? Where does it come from? Yeah, kind of the basics. If somebody listening isn't all that familiar with it, sure, sure. So human design is um, is kind of a science. Um, so it's uh, combined. It's a synthesis uh, of both ancient wisdoms and modern uh, science. So it's uh, based on ancient um, wisdoms like uh, the chakra system and the astrology, the Kabbalistic tree of life, and um, uh, the Chinese I Ching system. And it's synthesized with modern technology or modern uh, science uh, like uh, quantum physics and genetics. So all of these systems is kind of synthesized into into one system that is human design. So um, human design is here to describe our energetics uh, and uh, how our energetic body works and uh, how we are here to use our energy and exchange energy with uh, our surroundings and our uh, and other people. Mm-hmm. So it's um you know we have this physical body that we live in and uh, we are so much uh, so much of us uh, the most part of us is energy so our energy is what is defining why you are like you are and why i am like i am mm-hmm. um and um human design uh, are really here to describe your innate gifts and innate traits and your strengths that you bring to the table and um, and it also sheds light on your <clears throat> on your um, uh, your potential, both uh, in your private life or in your um, or in your relationships or uh, professional. And um, yeah, it's it's really describing also our aura types. You know, our uh, aura that is. Um, surrounding our physical body and uh, we have different we are talking about five different energy types five different aura types in human design so we have um, the projector like you and I Mm -hmm. and we have um, uh, the generator types that are divided into two types that are a pure generator or a manifesting generator and then we have a manifester and we have the reflector so that is the five types. Mm-hmm. So 70% of um, the population is generators. And then we have 20%. 20. What, what does that mean? What's a generator? A generator is, you know, the generator uh, is, the, um, is the doers of the, the, of, um, the people. So they are here to build and create and be, be really... Uh, creative in their energy so they are really uh, the the ones who are here to find um, uh, uh, things to work with or things to do that are really sparking uh, a light inside of them and that are create or um, yeah that they are um, lit up by Mm. actually that's so important for a generator because if a generator is doing something that 
they are not lit up by, they get really fast burned out. Mm. So a generator is here, is here to work, actually, but to find a meaningful work that is bringing satisfaction. And um, they are here to create a lot of flow in their life and bringing the life force to everyone else and to the, to the world. Yeah. So they are, they are the only energy, energy type that has a definition in the sacral, uh, sacral energy center. Mm. That is the life force center. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. So they are here to really generate and, and create a new energy, more energy and more life force to the world. Mm. So, yeah. So that is basically the generator type. Um, and then, then you have the projector type that is the next rarest. Uh, and that is, they are um, uh, 20% of the population. And the um, projector is really here to do things in a totally different way than a generator. So while 70% of the population in the world are generators, it, they are absolutely. Um, uh, there are most people who are generators, right? So when you come into your into um, the world as a projector, it's uh, not always easy to to you know fill that role because um, a projector is here to not all not do all the doing, but more to see and to bring in a new perspective and to see things in a new way. And um, so a projector. Pro projector is is the seer of mm. of the population yeah so um so it's so important for a projector to not um try to find your value in everything you do or how much you can do but more uh, uh recognize yourself in your value of the way you see things and the perspective you bring in and and um, your unique uh, perspective. So, mm. because uh, as a projector, you have more like a bird's view mm. over everything. And that is so unique for a projector because uh, everyone else uh, um, doesn't have that perspective. Mm. So, so, you know, projectors, they um, kind of belong uh, on a branch in a tree and are you know having that view over uh over the world and all the processes and are here to be the natural guides and teachers and leaders um of a tribe or of a community or uh of uh, any anything actually so so uh for a projector it's so important to feel recognized and to really feel seen and to be invited in to use the energy. Mm. So while um, the generators are re really here to respond to things that are coming into their life uh, and to wait to, to, to respond to, the, to things mm. and not initiate all the things, uh, but to really wait to respond to, to life. That's very important for a generator. And for a projector, it's so important to wait to be recognized and invited in 
to use your energy or to come with guidance or to give advice or to lead or whatever. So, so that's really, that's really important and a really important strategy for uh, a protector to, to have that um, patience. Patience. Thank you. Yes. That's not easy and not easy for, especially not for you, Jessica, because you have a lot of uh, impatience in your chart. <laughs> oh, that I absolutely can, <laughs> can relate to. And, yeah. and, you know, and I wonder if, would it be accurate to say that it, it would be easy for a projector to mistake themselves for a generator? Absolutely. Absolutely. Meaning they're trying to, to make it happen and keep working and pushing it. And, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, you know, the sacral center, the life force center, you know, I said the generators, they have the sacral center defined mm-hmm. and the projectors have the sacral center open and undefined. So when you have an open or undefined center, you take in energy from other people mm-hmm. and uh, you magnify that energy inside yourself. So you are taking in and magnifying the energy and the life force of other people. Mm. So you can feel an enormous capacity through that. You can feel that you have a lot of energy and a lot of life force and, you know, uh, but it's not consistent energy because Mm. in the open centers, you don't have your own consistent energy. You take in and amplify and magnify the energy of others but the energy will um, come to an end, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to rest to, uh, to replenish yourself. When the generators, they get more energy by doing something that gives them joy and satisfaction. Mm. As a projector, you have to rest and sleep a lot to fill up your own cup again. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So we are working in so, such different ways because... Me, myself, when I was doing so much uh, of my work was so joyful and I loved it and it was really following my dream, but I got so tired and I couldn't understand why. But when I discovered that I, was a, uh, that I am a projector, I understood that, okay, I don't have my own consistent energy. I have to rest. I have to, uh, to, to really... Uh, recharge my batteries in another way. I can't just go, go, go. And uh, you, ha- you know, you have different kinds of uh, projectors as well. And uh, we have four motor centers in mm. our chart. And if you have one of the motor centers uh, defined, you are something that is called an energy projector. And you, uh, both me and you are energy projectors, actually, Mm -hmm. because you have the root and you have the solar plexus defined, Jessica, Mm -hmm. and I have the root defined. So when you have one of those defined, or the heart center is also uh, a motor center. So if you have one of those three defined as a projector, projector you are an energy projector and you can feel a lot of you know from the root center you can feel a lot of ambition and drive and and uh, really have that inner pressure to to do things to start things to create to do to do um, what you want to do and um, but you still have that open sacral center that is you know the strongest 
motor center of them all. Mm. That's um, only uh, the generators that have that. So as a, an energy protector, you are actually, uh, yeah, you're more prone to burnout, for example, mm. because it's harder to feel those boundaries. So so if that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. And mm -hmm. and of course, for me specifically, it makes a ton of sense. And I just yeah. am like, I'm laughing because I'm like, oh my God, this is a hundred percent who I am. <laughs> and, and I've always been, when I was in my twenties in particular, I would joke with one of my best friends that um, I called myself a spreader too thinner. And it yeah. was almost like a badge of honor because I you know, and I was younger. And so I think from an Ayurvedic perspective, you have more of the OGES, the healthy energy reserves. Mm -hmm. And so there's a buffer. So even if you're burning a lot of energy and doing all these things, you still aren't going to get burned out as quickly. And as I've aged and I've continued at that same pace from when I was in my early twenties, um, although I have, I mean, I've definitely used a lot more discernment, I would say in the last 10, 15 years. Um, and I try really hard to make rest a big part of my life. And, and I think I'm doing a pretty good job, but there's always room for improvement. Mm -hmm. um, but now I can see how quickly I get tired mm -hmm. and project, projecting, protecting my energy is actually probably something I work on every single day so that I'm not getting burnt out. And, um, but I always have thought of myself as like that hamster on the wheel, just going, going, going. And it's, it's interesting when we are in a career path that's so open, you know, in the wellness industry, as a yoga teacher, as an entrepreneur, and um, learning to be like, oh, okay, I can't do it all. And I shouldn't be trying to do it all. Mm. It's hard when you have that inner motivation. Mm. And you're like, oh, but I'm so excited about this. And I'm so um, fired up to do mm. something. Mm. And then it's like, okay, well, actually you could just be, it's counterproductive. Mm -hmm. You're using energy in an inefficient way. Yeah. And so it really makes me, everything you're saying makes me think of from the Ayurvedic perspective, the ojas and mm. how do we build up more ojas mm. and rest, eating proper food, having good daily routines and rituals. Mm. All of that is, I think for me, very important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so important. That's really, really important. And, you know, the op open uh, sacral center is, um, you know, when you have an open sacral center, it's so hard to really feel your boundaries. So you have to mm. be so aware of them because the generators, they have another awareness of their boundaries. They can really feel that, okay, now I've done, I've done enough. Now I'm tired. I have to, you know, I have to go to sleep. Yeah. But as a projector, when you have that open, and that also goes for the manifestors, actually, and, um, and the reflectors, too. You know, you, it's so hard to know when enough is enough because mm -hmm. you don't have that feeling. It's almost like you, you, you need some, someone else to see you, you know, because as a projector, you are so, you're so um, seeing into others because mm. of your aura type. You have a really penetrating focused aura that are reading other people's aura automatically and um, it's so easy for you to see all everyone else to mm. know what everyone else needs but it's harder for a projector to see yourself to see uh, what your needs are so so that's a thing to I be able to so see that so <laughs> see that and yeah. it's um it's fascinating mm -hmm. how this 
makes so much sense mm-hmm. and how intelligent this information is. And it's yeah. like, it's kind of blowing my mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's blowing my mind too, actually, because every time I sit with um, a client and I do a reading of their chart, it's just like, it's still blowing my mind because mm-hmm. it's so it's so accurate it's so resonate resonating and it's yeah it's almost too good to be true some sometimes so mm-hmm. but it's um yeah it's it's an amazing it's an amazing tool so but then we have now we have covered two of the um, energy types yeah then we have two three more actually you know we have the manifesting generator uh who is a a, a kind of a subtype from the generators and they have a more uh restless and fast energy than Mm. a pure generator a pure generator is more root more grounded and um uh, manifesting generators uh, are more, there are more fire in them. Mm. So uh, they are really here to not live a linear life at all. They are here to take some uh, shortcuts and take some um, different roads to, to, uh, to their goal or whatever. So, um, so they are really multi-passionate people Mm-hmm. Uh, they can do have the capacity to both manifest and generate energy, and they have a uh, capacity to to have uh, several uh, passions and several projects going on at the same time. So they, when they are doing things that are lighting up uh, their soul and um, and uh, sparking joy and uh, happiness in their lives. They have the capacity to do so many things at the mm. same time. So they are really the superhumans when they are aligned with their with their energy. But uh, of course, not every <clears throat> not every manifesting generator uh, are living a life that they uh, dream of, or maybe they have tried to squeeze themselves into one uh, one line or mm. to do things in a specific way. Uh, and not <clears throat> because they have maybe been told by parents or teachers or whatever in their um, in their early life that uh, you have to stick to one thing or you have to do things that way or not um, jump around you know and be everywhere and all over the place uh, while that is actually really natural for mm. for a manifesting generators so so it's easy for other people to look at the manifesting generator in in uh, their flow uh, and think that oh my god uh, they are really all over the place and when are you going to find your thing or stick to one thing or yeah so so it's important for a manifesting generator to to have freedom and to uh, and they are really here to show everyone else that we we are not all here to live uh, the same kind of life, the same mm. your life, and then you have the manifestor type, and the manifestor type they they are uh, they are a really fascinating type. They are only eight percent of the population, mm. and uh, they also have an open sacred center, so they don't have their own 
uh, life force or their own uh, capacity to generate new energy in their own system. But uh, they are a powerful energy being um, because they have a really, really special and powerful aura. And uh, they also have, um, when, when the rest of the energy types need to wait for something else to happen before they can initiate, you know, the, the um, projector need to wait for an invitation, the generators need to wait to respond, to respond to something. Mm. Uh, the manifestors are the only type that um, uh, can just initiate without waiting for anything. They can just do it, you know. Mm. So um, they are really here to, to respond to their own inner divine urges. And uh, they have, um, you know, when they get that urge that really are telling them to do something or to uh, spark something or to initiate something, they, you know, they just have to do it. Uh, so, and then they are doing it uh, with um, a pace and a force that is so powerful. And they bring in a really big energy and they will, um, they are here to really learn and understand how they are affecting other people with their energy. Mm. Because they will always... Um, they will always create. They will will always create ripple effects around them when they are initiating something. So, so, um, so it's that is a really, really fascinating um, energy type. Absolutely, but they also need to rest a lot because they have an open sacral. So the energy of a manifestor is always either really on or totally off. Mm. So it's really. It's so important for a manifester to to really know the boundaries and know enough is enough is enough, you know. And they're really here to initiate and to to um, create movement and uh, and uh, yeah, create movement and uh, initiate other people as well. They are not here to do all the doing themselves. So um, so that is an important thing and. Um, and, uh, and then they have to rest. And mm. it's so important for a manifestor to honor the resting phase because if you do not rest, if you only, uh, you, you're trying to keep up with the rest of the world all the time, you know, they are not, um, it's, it's impossible for the manifestor to, to get these inner urges when they are, you know, pushing themselves too much or doing too much or, so, so resting phase is so important for the manifester. Really, really important. Yeah. So it sounds like then they would not be able to listen to what in yoga we might call the inner wisdom. The inner wisdom. The inner knowing. And the inner wisdom and the inner knowing is, yeah, that is, that is one thing. But, you know, the inner urge, the, the urge that a manifester gets, it's like, it's like, you know, 10 wild horses can't hold me back now mm. because I have an urge, you know. Yeah. I just have to do it and then when they are doing it you know wow. and they are on 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 and then they have to be off because these urges to do things are so important and they are coming from 
somewhere inside. It's not something they saw anywhere or it's also often very innovative and ahead of things. And they are often um, often um, a horse head ahead, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, so, you know, the intuition and the inner knowing and the inner voice is something else than these inner urges that they okay. really get. It's like, it's like a, a force from the divine or something. It's, mm. it's, um, it's an, it's a, like a an energy re- surge. Yeah. I think, yeah. It's like the whole energy is moving towards something. Mm. So, so it's, um, it's kind of a different thing. So, and the urges can, it can be a long time between the urges. So it's a lot of, it's important with a lot of patience as well for these manifestors to not, uh, feeling that they have to do things all the time mm. so so it's a it's a balance there and then we have the the last energy type which is reflectors and they are a really rare type uh, they are only one percent of the population mm. and the reflectors they have every uh, of the nine energy centers open or undefined so when you see a human design chart, you can see that some of the uh, energy centers are white and some are, have color on. And the colored energy centers, they are the defined centers where you have a consistent energy of your own. And then you have the, the white centers that are undefined or open. And uh, when your center is undefined or open, you take in energy and amplify and magnify that, that energy uh, from other people and from, um, from your uh, environment. Mm. So the reflectors have every center open. So they are really here to take in and reflect and uh, mirror back whatever they are taking in. So, um, so that is, um, that's the main uh, trait or the main, um, the main, task for um, a reflector so it's a really special type because they are really here to reflect and to be like the the natural chameleon to Mm. be a little bit of everyone they can really feel uh, like they are uh, every of the other energy types because they are really uh, influenced by the transit you know how the moon and the sun and the planets are moving um, every day, and um, and they are. While all the other uh, energy types are solar beings, you know, ruled by the sun, mm-hmm. the reflectors are lunar beings. So they are the only ones that are uh, are ruled by the moon. So that's why they really need to. Uh, attune with the moon and uh, it's important for them to wait a lunar cycle for clarity Hmm. when they are making decisions uh, and and, uh, yeah so so um, it can be really valuable for a reflector to to attune to the moon cycle Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. It, it can be good for everyone yeah. to, to attune to the moon cycle. Absolutely. But for the reflector, it's extra important because they are really 
in tune with the moon and it's so important for them to know you know when do i have my capacity to to gain uh, most clarity so because they have no inner authority they have no inner sense of they don't have a gut feeling they don't have mm. you know the, the same kind of intuition that everyone else has they have to wait for the clarity coming over time and um and you know uh, yeah and you know wait maybe a whole lunar cycle if that's necessary wow. but if you learn how you function in the lunar cycle you can start to learn that okay i have most clarity at the full moon or at the waxing moon or at the new moon or whatever so as a reflector you can have um it can be really valuable for you to uh, to know your lunar cycle and know yourself in the lunar cycle because mm. that is when you that is where uh, how you uh, gain clarity and uh, know what uh, which uh, decision is correct or incorrect for you hmm. Hmm. so fascinating yeah so cool and we all have different ways of making decisions and that mm. is also um uh great tool uh, in the human design. Hmm. Hmm. Do you have any examples? I don't, you might not, I'm not sure, but do you have any examples of any like celebrities or famous people and which energy type they are? Yeah, I do. So uh, reflector, uh, you have the actress Sandra Bullock, hmm. she's a reflector and uh, also um, the um, uh, author Fyodor Dostoevsky was also a reflector, actually. And uh, a projector, uh, you have uh, Nelson Mandela, and mm. you have uh, Barack Obama, and you have uh, Queen Elizabeth, and you have um, Princess Diana, and you have mm. Brad Pitt, and you have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so lots. And, yeah, it's a lot. And um, uh, manifesting generator, you have uh, Angelina Jolie, hmm. and um, you have. Uh, let me see. You know, I know all the projectors because I'm a projector. Yes, you know, <laughs> and um, and you have. Um, let me see. Your others. There are a lot of others, but I know I kind of put you on the spot. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. And you have a generators, the generators, uh, you have Oprah Winfrey and you have, um, uh, yeah, so many. It's just that my head is uh, not functioning. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't remember every, everyone, but, um, but yeah, Oprah Winfrey is a generator Yeah, and uh, a manifester you have. In Norway, I know that Morten Harket is, you know, from the group AHA. He is oh, yeah. Manifester. Yeah. And, um, you know, the guy Yogananda, uh -huh. you know him? Yeah. yeah. He's actually a manifester. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. He is. So, um, and then you have the, let me see, projector, yeah, Nelson Mandela. And you have 
Mozart and Bill Gates are actually mm. generators as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was some celebrities. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yes. I know sometimes it's nice to just kind of have an idea of like, oh, who, what is somebody like? And, you know, we do that with like the doshic compositions also. We'll be like, yeah, oh, yeah. this celebrity is the Pitta and this one's the Vata Pitta. And yeah, so it's kind of fun. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's so, you know, Sandra Bullock is a reflector and that yeah. is such a great example because she is really here to 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 be so many different things you know yeah. she can really step into a role and uh, be whatever and um and you know as a reflector when you're you're getting the information that yeah you are here to reflect and to mirror and to you know uh be in the center of a tribe and just um, be like um a mirror mm-hmm. uh, you can you can really use that that uh, gift or that uh, trait to to do so many things you can really work with whatever and that goes for every energy type you can use your energy type to do whatever you want so your energy types type type is really describing how you are here to to use your energy and to exchange energy with the um, with your environment and with their, your surroundings and with other people and with opportunities and everything so, so it's just the tool to know when to use your energy and when to not use your energy and to really practice this patience and practice uh, the patience with, with a tool that is um, helping you to make decisions and, uh, and, and, um, and uh, moving yourself through life with more flow and more ease and uh, less resistance. Hmm. Mm. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> what, I know I was reading something about how it said it's it's like there's something with the seven year mark, and it was talking about seven years is kind of the starting point to maybe it was to completely re-transform your experience with your relationship with your energy. Mm. Can you speak about that? Yeah, uh absolutely. So um I think that it's just, they say that it's seven years, this transformation, you know, mm. when you, when you get to know your human design, they say that, yeah, it will take a seven year cycle to really integrate everything into yourself. But I really also think that today we have, I think there's so much happening uh, today. And I think that we have, a possibility to really reach that uh, clarity and reach that inner knowing and reach that uh, knowledge about ourselves in um, in a faster way than than seven years. So, but absolutely, it's a it's a journey. So, mm. it, so it's uh, it's not that you you won't know yourself until seven years. I don't think that is is what it, what it's meant for. But you know, there are so many uh, different aspects of every energy. Mm-hmm. You know, in your energy centers, you have all these gates with all these numbers inside each. Um, uh, each uh, energy center and all these numbers there are 64 gates and they are really describing your your uh, inner gifts and traits mm. you're bringing to the world 
And, you know, from every of these energies, you have different levels of the energy. You have, you know, the shadow of the energy mm. and you have the gifts of the energy. And then you have, you know, the, um, the city, you know, of the energy. So it's, it's more the uh, elevated uh, uh, kind of the energy, kind of the energy. Yeah. So, so there are, you know, some, we, we will, we will move um, in and out of these gifts and these shadows all the time. Hmm. So even though you are feeling that you are totally connected to the gift of one energy, you will also be in touch with it, with, with the shadow hmm. because you are, you are here to learn and you're here to evolve and you're here to really learn how to use your gifts and your energy in in a wise way and you need to you need to understand the shadows as well uh, because we are all in our shadows all the time uh, actually so um, but it's um, yeah uh, when you understand these gates and these um, energies that are in these gates mm. uh, and you have every person have 26 gates that are uh, defined that have energy. So we all have a different constellation. We all have different charts hmm. and every, everything looks different in, in every chart. So, yeah, well, so, I know, I mean, it seems like this is a very complex science because when I've looked at the graphic of my chart and I, I think I know which ones are the gates that you were talking about and they have like the, um, uh, like astrology, signs sun signs yeah. next to them yeah mm -hmm. and then there's the drawing of the human body and it's there's like a lot of stuff happening <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I'm like I don't even know what this you know it's like a totally different language it is um, and, and I, you know mm -hmm. oh go ahead no no you, you can just talk fin finished if you want yeah well yeah. I just I was wondering because you know we've talked mostly about the energy types which is such an a good place to start I think mm. because that's that is probably the starting point mm. But I know then, can you maybe just explain a little bit about like the profile numbers? Sure. And what that means. And I mean, I know everything beyond just describing your energy type is just one more layer of complexity. And, you know, I'm sure, I mean, you have a podcast, mm -hmm. the human design pulled in. Yeah. And I mean, so I'm sure you're talking about all this stuff in much more detail and much more um, intricacy, mm -hmm. but this was the one of all the, you know, types of information I got from my chart that. And I've looked up what my profile was and, and I remember it really made a lot of sense to me, mm -hmm. but just in general, what the profile numbers are. Yeah, sure. So the profile is, um, is, you know, the profile is maybe the thing in human design that is, uh, most, um, uh, like your uh, personality type, actually. Mm. So the profile is um, um, is uh, two numbers, and the numbers are from one to six, and they have twelve different constellations. So you have twelve different profile numbers in um, in human design, and um, so these numbers are something that is. It comes from something that is called a line. So when you, you look at the chart and you see all the planets and sun and moon and everything listed, uh, you have a number, you know, a gate. Mm -hmm. 
for example, gate 19, and then you have um, another number from one to six behind um, a dot. Okay. So, so you have first a gate, and then you have a dot, and then you have a number. It's the line. So your profile is the line behind your sun, your conscious sun gate, and your unconscious sun gate. So, so, so it's um, so you have a profile that is um, six two, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, and the six two. I can take that as an example if sure. you want. Sure, yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah. So um, so a 6-2 is, uh, you know, the 6 in your profile is, you know, the more, most conscious uh, uh, side of your profile. So as a 6, you are, you are living your life in three stages. So the first 30 years of your life is um, you're more like... A three and a three is uh, trial and error and mm. uh, learning by experiencing things and trying things and experimenting with things and and learning by experience so the first 30 years you know to your Saturn return mm-hmm. uh, is you know the first stage uh, which is really trial and error and then you have the second stage that is from 30, approximately 28, 30 to, to 50. And at that stage, uh, as a six, you are, you are actually, uh, you have a need to kind of sit on top of a roof and gain a new perspective of uh, your life and everyone else's life, because you have to integrate all your, everything that you have learned and integrate that as wisdom. Hmm. So, uh, and then you you are really here to to see what is working and what is not working, and bring that wisdom to the rest of the world as um, as um, uh, guidance and uh, and teachings. So, so for a six profile, it's so important to to get up, up on the roof and uh, give yourself permission to really gain a new perspective during those years. Mm. And when you reach 50, you are uh, ready to climb down and really live a new version of your life uh, based on your wisdom and all your uh, everything that you have learned uh, earlier. And you have really integrated that. So... And it's not that you always, you have to sit on top of a roof, but you have to gain that perspective mm. in that phase that you're in now. Mm. So um, I'm also, I'm, I'm a four six, so I have the six in my profile, but on the unconscious side. Yeah. So, so it's the same for me with that three stage uh, thing. So the things that maybe made so much sense before you were 30 doesn't have to make sense anymore. So you're really, you're really yeah constantly evolving and using your past experiences to to bring new perspectives and uh, new wisdoms and um, a new perspective um, yeah mm-hmm. and you also have the projector energy that is really coming in with this unique perspective 
And so, and then you have the two in your profile. Sorry, I just want to say yeah. one thing because yeah. it's so fascinating. So um, I really um, like Joe Tish, which is Ayurvedic astrology. Mm-hmm. And, and I've had several le- readings and I had one fairly recently um, with a wonderful uh, woman who is, who used to be a student of mine. And she did a birth chart reading for both me and my, my baby, Oliver. And the thing that was so cool about it that falls exactly into line with what you're saying is I'm right now in, in my big Jupiter period, which it's a 16 year period. We all have it. It's just at varying times in your life. And so for me, it started in 2010. So I was 29. Um, so it's 29 until like, I've got, I think I've got four more years, five more, four or five more years. Um, and so that's amazing because your big Jupiter period is when there's all kinds of stuff happening in your life and really, um, how you're able to gain new perspectives and the experiences that you have for a very specific reason in order to play out karma and learn these lessons that you need to learn. And when I found that out, I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense given the types of, of pretty radical experiences I've had <laughs> since yeah. I was 29. Yeah. And so that falls exactly into line with what you're saying. And then also with the period for me now from human design before that. So one to 29, um, exactly like you said. And, mm. and I love that you also just mentioned that the lessons and experiences from the first period don't have to be connected to the experiences of the second period. Mm-hmm because that's very much been my experience. Um, my early twenties were a very difficult time for me. And I learned a lot and a lot about compassion in particular, Mm -hmm. and that propelled my path forward in a very unique way. But the lessons that I learned from my early twenties, I have just recently found actually no longer are significant anymore Mm -hmm. because I've had new experiences since I was 30 that are, are more impactful. And so I just wanted to mention that, that it's so cool that it, it's Jotish and my chart reading said exactly what you're saying with human design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's how it is. You know, you can, you can f- get the same information from the astrology or for Jotish or whatever. And yeah. it's, it's so interconnected and it's so fascinating how it, how it is connected. So, so yeah, it's, um, it's energy. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And it doesn't, my dad, I was joking with him, I don't know, like a week ago. And I was saying, I was talking about the birth chart for my son. Who's, who's almost eight months old. Uh, Actually today he's eight months old. Oh, how fun. Wow. And, uh, and I was, I was telling, you know, my dad's kind of always like put up with um, in a very loving way, just kind of like, Oh, that's Jessica. She's just doing her own thing over there with <laughs> yoga and Ayurveda. And, <laughs> and, um, and I was saying something about the birth chart for my son. And I was like, it's so cool because his birth chart shows him to be the human that I thought I would be the mother of. And I had there, his chart. I was like, he's exactly and of course, there's always nuances and, and life is going to be uh, different in a lot of ways. But the main readings from his chart were exactly the child and the soul that I had made a karmic contract with. Yeah. And so I was kind of saying something about this. My dad's like, he was just like, come on, Jessica. And I was like, dad, the stars don't lie. <laughs> they don't. And I truly believe that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. The stars don't lie. They never do. 
So, and our energy doesn't lie. So, yeah. and that is an important thing to say is that, you know, human design is not telling us something new, actually. It's mm -hmm. just reminding us of what we are and who we are and what our traits are and how we can use our traits in the best and most efficient way. And, um, and that's, uh, that's the most amazing thing, I think. So, yeah. So, um, are you ready for the two? Yeah, tell me about the two. <laughs> Bring it on. So, the two in your profile is, you know, it's called the hermit. So, um, you have a need for a lot of alone time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's important for you to, to have that alone time because your alone time or your hermit periods are so, um, so important for you to develop your natural genius because mm -hmm. as a two, you have a natural genius about you. Mm -hmm. So you are really here to, to do things uh, with and to... to to do as as uh, work and for living mm. so I I guess you are really doing that uh, already with the way you are teaching and the way you are doing all the things you are doing you are really here you are doing things it, it looks so natural and so easy for because you are doing it in a natural and and um, an easy way but for other people it's not it's not natural for them because mm. what's natural for you is not necessarily natural for anyone else. So, yeah. so um, you're really here to, to, not, um, um, to not take in too much informa information all the time because mm. you have this natural genius inside of you. And when you are really trusting that and leaning into that, uh, you are bringing something very special to this world that is um, only coming from you that you don't know where you know it you just know it you know mm. yeah oh so, I like that yeah, yeah. so it's so important for you to trust your natural innate genius that's mm -hmm. so important mm. yeah everything just completely makes sense and it's uh you know it's I was speaking with a woman um on my team the other day and she was I didn't know this and actually you might from some of your well actually maybe not um but she was talking about there's a psychology principle and it is um the way that we think other people view us mm -hmm. and there's a name for it I don't remember mm -hmm. it but um and I I was like oh my god that's so true like every single one of us as a human we have this natural core desire to be liked and respected and included mm -hmm. and so many of us through our own insecurities and our own um, shadow sides, our own karma, we are getting caught up in the inner dialogue of, well, what do other people think about me? And well, maybe if I dress a certain way, they'll have a different opinion of me. Maybe if I say something else, they'll have a different opinion of me or like me better or whatever. And, you know, this is all this giant um, energetic fallacy where we're chasing after something that is non-existent, uh, especially if we're on the spiritual path where, where we're here to know ourselves and to really try not to be concerned about what other people think of us. Mm -hmm. But, you know, your comment of, of perhaps some of what I 
specifically am doing might look easy or, or um, natural. And to some degree, it absolutely is. But I think also a lot of people, and this might be my hermit side coming in too, you know, I'm very private and I don't share a lot of stuff. Um, I do speak about certain things like my postpartum trauma or the cancer that I've gone through. Um, but there's a lot of other things that I keep more private. And I think on one hand, that's a really good thing. We don't want to overshare. Our world is completely bombarded by innocuous details that nobody needs to know. <laughs> um, but I also think then there is that perception of yeah. like, you know, I have people sometimes texting and they're like, they're like, what are you doing? Do you just live in your house and just hang out all day? And I'm like, yeah. no, <laughs> behind the scenes, I'm super stressed out and I'm trying to juggle all this stuff. And it's, you know, and, and so I'm aware of that mm-hmm. perception that it might look easy in some ways. Mm. But then now speaking with you, I'm like, oh, I get it. I'm a projector who is perhaps behind the scenes doing too much of the the fake generator energy of like, yeah. and and I need to really sit back and let it come while maybe some people have the perception that I'm actually already doing that, sitting back and letting it come, which I'm not. I mean, this is, you know, I'm very, very uh, transparent Mm -hmm. about my experiences because I think that is important when you do have a platform or you're in the role of a teacher, Mm -hmm. you know, we're human. We're going through our life experiences at the very same time in which we are guiding or teaching others. Mm -hmm. I think the, the big thing is just to be very clean with your energy And what you bring, you know, you, when you're counseling people with human design, me, when I'm teaching people yoga and teacher trainings, you know, there has to be a strong boundary between how your energy comes into that situation, but also acknowledging that, Hey, this is all playing out at the exact same time also. And I find that really cool. And I've spoken on my podcast that for me, that's actually when I'm looking for a teacher or I'm looking for somebody to guide me in an area of my life, I want somebody who is, who is authentic mm-hmm. and who is living their life and has experienced their life. Mm-hmm. Not somebody who's putting on this pure perfection of like, oh, my life is so easy. My life is so wonderful. My life is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you can't get, you can't connect to that. Mm-hmm. I think that's so interesting. Yeah. What you just said about, about the number two. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, you know, you have the number one also, you don't have it, but other people have the number one in their profile and they are really here to dive deep into knowledge and get the foundation of the knowledge and, and get all the details and are really bringing all the details to the table. And mm. they really need to, to be an expert in, and, and to gain a lot of knowledge uh, in the field that they are drawn to. And that is so different with the two, you know, two are really here to, to connect with the, the natural image genius mm. and not digging and, and getting into all the details because that's not what you're here to do. And then you have the three that is, you know, experimenting and uh, trying trial and error and, and really are here to experiment and test and um, and, uh, you know, gain wisdom from that. And then you have the four in the profile that is, you know, the opportunist, uh, mm. it's called. And it's, uh, for them, it's so important that all the opportunities comes through the network. 
Mm. So network and uh, network is everything for these people. The force it's so so important um, because it is uh, all the good opportunities will come through a good network. Mm. And and then we have the five that are the natural problem solvers and uh, really natural leaders also, and and they have um, they are really here to to see how they can how they can help other people solving problems or solving problems for for different things um, and they are uh, people can can often project a lot of expectations over to the fives so that's important for the fives to have boundaries and to listen to their inner authority to know which one to help and which one to not so and then you have the six that you are so that are from uh, in a way the five, the, the six different um, types in the profiles and then they mm-hmm. have you know you have you have the six two i have the four six and then you have different um combinations 12 different combina- combinations of these numbers mm. that's so cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> so. um well i think we're running out of time unfortunately i mean i could i mean are, are you offering i mean i know you're doing one-on-one consultations are you doing workshops you're doing anything that's a little bit bigger in terms of teaching this material yeah, I, I don't do any works, workshops yet, but uh, a lot of people have asked me. So I guess as a projector, that is uh, an invitation. Mm. <laughs> so I just need to, um, to find the right timing. Mm. And, uh, you know, with COVID and everything, it's, it's uh, hard to, to have a workshop with several people gathered. But you know we have Zoom, so maybe maybe a Zoom workshop would be fun to do. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I maybe maybe I should do that. Yeah. But I I am working on some new offerings, and I'm uh, this uh, come upcoming week, and I am hopefully launching a new website uh, in Norwegian uh, with um, some. Um, uh, course material uh, so there will be um, uh, there will be a video course for every energy type and also PDF guides and cool. uh, yeah so so that will be my first offerings because the energy type is so important to understand mm. first because if you are starting to learn all the other things before you manage your uh, energy type they don't have so much to um yeah you won't have uh that much value from the other other things if you don't understand your energy type first so your energy type is basically the thing you start with and it's the most basic uh, thing and it's the most uh, yeah, the, the most basic in human design, but it's so important to to understand your your energy type first. Mm. So that's my first offering, and there will come more offerings and um, and, uh, and videos to learn in Norwegian uh, on your own if you're not ready for one and one one to one session or uh, or a workshop or something like that. You can. Because a lot of a lot of people wants to learn on their own first mm-hmm. and dive into things. So, so uh, yeah. So that's my that's what I've been working a lot on 
lately. Good. Well, that's super exciting. And um, yeah, I'll put the link if your website is going to be live in a few weeks when this episode comes out, I can, I'll put the link in the show notes and, um, you you know, where people can find you and follow up because it's, it's amazing. I'm just, I feel so inspired right now after talking with you. So thank you because, thank you, you know, having more information. And one thing I'd, I'd like to say as we wrap up is, um, and I'm sure you would agree with this, but I think it's important to point out when we're doing any sort of inquiry work, any sort of self-awareness work is that, and you touched on this a little bit with the shadow stuff, but it's very easy. And this happens in Ayurveda sometimes too, where um, it's easy to feel like we only want to acknowledge the parts of our chart or our reading or our composition that are like, quote unquote, um, beneficial or good or positive. And and then kind of ignore the bad stuff or not embrace the shadow side. And, and I think that's a mistake. We need to take a very compassionate view and an understanding of who we truly are as an integrated being of both light and shadow. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, it can take away some of the judgment when maybe we get information from our chart or Jyotish or our Ayurvedic constitution or whatever, that we're like, Ooh, that's not, I don't like that. And rather than having that approach, be like, ah, interesting. This is an area for growth. This is an opportunity for me to expand. And so I always like to just put that out there so that when people get information about who they are on a more energetic or deeper level, that there's not a judgment associated with that. I love that. It's such an important message. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know, all the energy centers uh, also have shadow sides. So uh, when you learn uh, how you can use these open centers, for example, as um, because yeah, that's where you are more most sensitive uh, to take in other people's uh, energy and mm. uh, can get uh, a little bit off track by that. It's also the open centers where you are taking in stuff that you have the greatest potential to gain wisdom and um, and to be wise uh, on behalf of the world and behalf of other people and on behalf of your uh, of your environment so so there are so much value in understanding the difference between the shadows the shadow side and the gifts that mm. are in every every of every part of our energy so so it's it's an awareness tool Mm -hmm. i think so so that's so that's an important uh, message you have there jessica thank you thank you Mm -hmm. oh thank you so much tuna it was so wonderful to connect with you and yeah i learned a ton (laughs) thank you so much it was so much fun yeah Oh, afraid of my of speaking English, but that was a problem with you. <laughs> no, no, English is perfect. So yeah, well, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much and have a wonderful rest of your day. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. Thank you yeah. so much. Have a nice day. You Thanks. too. Thanks. Bye. Bye.